It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 49 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today starts a special three-part series of the podcast, which I'm pretty excited about, and I hope you will be too. One of my favorite classic comedy radio sitcoms of all time is Granby's Green Acres. It starred Gail Gordon and B. Benaderet as John and Martha Granby, and Louise Erickson as their daughter Janet. The Granbys lived in the city, and one day John decided he'd had enough and bought a farm in the country. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because it is. The show was the inspiration for the TV show Green Acres, which would appear on television 15 years later. Gail Gordon and B. Benaderet had previously starred as husband and wife in another famous radio sitcom, My Favorite Husband, as Mr. and Mrs. Atterbury, and their interplay on Granby's Green Acres will probably sound very familiar to a lot of fans of that show. And of course, Louise Erickson was also a well-known radio star, having played the title role in A Date with Judy, Marjorie in The Great Gildersleeve, and Corliss's girlfriend Mildred in Meet Corliss Archer. She also played Babs in The Life of Riley and Betty on The Alan Young Show. Another character on Granby's Green Acres was Parley Bear, who played Ebb, the handyman on the farm. Now, Granby's Green Acres came out as a summer replacement for Lux Radio Theater, and at the end of the summer it was not picked up as a regular show, and ended after only six episodes had been broadcast. It ran from July 3rd to August 21st, 1950. Now, despite there being only six episodes, Granby's Green Acres is one of those cult favorites of old-time radio comedy shows. Not very well known, but treasured by a lot of us fans. And so today, we begin part one of our three-part Granby's Green Acres Marathon. I hope you come to enjoy the show as much as I do by the end of it. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the premiere episode, Granby Quits His Job, and the second episode, Granby Plants a Crop, of Granby's Green Acres, right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Granby's Green Acres. Starring Gail Gordon as John Granby. <coughs> B. Benaderet as his wife, Martha. <coughs> Shirley Mitchell as daughter, Janice. <coughs> and Polly Bayer as Ebb, the hired hand. see you for a minute. I was busy writing a story for next week's issue of the Doveville Clarion. I'm Dave Winslow, editor of the Clarion. Doveville is a nice little community. Got a healthy climate. It's two and a half inches above sea level. We got a church, a firehouse, a school, and a railroad station. Someday, we hope to get a railroad. <laughs> well, anyway, this story I'm writing is a human interest feature called Man with a Bee in His Bonnet. It's about a city fellow named John Granby. Martha? Yes, John? Worked in a bank in the city and had one of them real banking kind of minds. Martha, I've just been going over our household accounts. Uh, John, you've just finished eating dinner. Let it digest. Martha, do you realize that last month you spent $56 more than I made? Oh, I don't see how that could be, John. 
every time I made out a check, I entered it in the checkbook. It came out exactly even. Even? Well, yes. At the end of the month, there was one stub for every check. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? We plan a budget, and you promise me faithfully that you'll stick to it. But you just ignore the budget and spend more and more money. Martha, how can you be such a... a, a, a Democrat? <laughs> John, I do my best, but... Prices are so high. Martha, Martha, let's face it. The price of food wouldn't be any problem to us if we'd done what I wanted to do five years ago and bought a farm. Uh, Why, now we'd be getting all our food for nothing. John Granby, I can't understand you. You've got a good position, a home, a, a wife and a daughter, but you're always talking about throwing everything away to buy a farm. But, honey, that's all I've ever dreamed about. Oh, I'm not denying that now I've got security, but I want more than that. I want to prove that I can make something of myself with my own hands, that I can succeed starting with nothing, just my brain. What? I'm... <laughs> I mean, I can start with my brain, which is nothing. That is... My brain is something, but John, I thought I could no. start with... What are you trying to say? That I want to have the feeling of accomplishing something. On a farm, I'd have that feeling. I'd, I'd take a seed, a tiny little seed, and I'd plant it in the ground. Then I'd cover it up with dirt, and then I'd water it. And pretty soon, what would I have? A dirty little wet seed. <laughs> Martha, Martha, don't you understand? A farm would give me independence. If I need an apple, I can pick it. Or if I want a potato, I can dig it. Or if I want an egg... You can lay it. I can lay it. <laughs> of course not. This is ridiculous. Simply ridiculous. What's ridiculous, Dad? Oh, Janice. Janice, I want to ask you a question. Okay, Dad. Remember, I want you to think very carefully before you give me an answer. Okay. What do you think of the idea of our moving to a farm? I think it's ridiculous, stupid, and impractical. Janice, when I want your opinion, I'll ask. <laughs> but, Dad, you said Now, 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 let's not have any arguing. Now, John, you read your paper, and Janice and I will do the dinner dishes. Oh, well, I did them already, Mom. Oh, well, thank you, dear. That's okay. Uh, say, Mom, what kind of meat was that we had? I never tasted anything like it. Oh, that wasn't meat. It wasn't? Tasted just like it. Uh-uh. It was a rutabaga burger. <laughs> a rutabaga burger? burger? Uh-huh. I found the recipe in the ladies' home journal. Oh, sounds more like something you'd find in Popular Mechanics. <laughs> well, dear, I told you prices today are just impossible. Oh, they sure are. How much did you say steak was the last time you bought it? A dollar and 27 cents a pound. A dollar twenty-seven cents a pound? Why, I wouldn't pay that for meat if they sliced it off Betty Grable. <laughs> well, prices like that are just ridiculous. Well, if you think that's ridiculous, butter is 93 cents a pound. Sometimes it's been a dollar. Oh, I can't believe it. After all, what is butter? Just milk that's been pushed too far? <laughs> you know, Mom, maybe Dad is right. Maybe you ought to let him buy a farm. Now, Janice... Your father and I have already settled that. <laughs> well, I was just kidding. Well, it's nothing to kid about. I think it's a wonderful no, idea. No, John. But, Martha, if you'd only John, let me... John, I refuse I'm... to argue the point anymore. If you feel that you've got to plant something, buy yourself a... a, a flower pot. <laughs> a power flood? <laughs> a flower pot? I, I, I'm talking about something bigger. And buy a window box. A window box? Well, what's so funny? I thought you were going to say window box. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Why should I say Bindo Ox? Well, you said Power Floss. Oh, well, that was a mistake. Uh, now, where was I? Where were uh, talking about a window box. Oh, yes, yes. Well, maybe I will buy a window box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right, all right. I'll show you that even when it comes to small-scale cultivation, you can save money. Now, that ought to convince you. John, you've been talking this way for years. What is it that makes you so anxious to be a farmer? Oh, I don't know. I guess that it's just like they say. When you've got to grow, you've got to grow. <laughs> well, by now I guess you know why I call this here story in the clarion man with a bee in his bonnet. Mr. Granby is the bee, and the bee he's got is the farming bee. The only trouble was that every time he tried to stick his head out of the hive, Mrs. Granby sprayed him with DDT. <laughs> of course, that, that didn't kill the bee. It uh, just took a little of the buzz out of his stinger. <laughs> a window box ain't a farm, but then half a loaf is better than none. Good day, sir. What can I do for you? Uh, do you carry window boxes? Well, certainly. If they're not too heavy. <laughs> I beg your pardon? It was a little joke. Yes, sir, we have about as fine an assortment of window boxes as you'll find in any garden supply store in the city. Good, good, I'll take one. All right. Now, will there be anything else? Uh, yes, I'd like some dirt for it. Dirt? Uh -huh. Well, I guess we can dig some up for you. <laughs> uh, what kind do you have? Well, it's... It's, uh... uh brown. <laughs> and it's got, uh... Well... When you... When you shovel it up, it are, uh... Uh... Brown... And, and, well, it, it looks like, uh... I, it's dirt! <laughs> oh, but uh, there are all different kinds. You see, I'm interested in farming, and I've done a great deal of reading about soil. How fascinating! Yeah. The, uh, the pH of the soil has a great deal to do with how well a plant will grow. Really? pH is a chemical term which indicates whether the soil is too acid or too alkaline. Oh, well, I don't know what ours is, but I'll be glad to let you taste such. <laughs> that, uh, that won't be necessary. I'll test it when I get it home, and then if it's too acid, I can always alkalize it. What do you do, give each plant an Alka-Seltzer? <laughs> no. No, you don't do anything like that. Well, I should hope not. That fizzing might drive a geranium out of its mind. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to plant flowers, you see, only vegetables. Uh, which reminds me, I'd better buy some seeds. Certainly. What kind do you want? Uh, I told you, vegetable. I know, but what kind of vegetables? Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't got too much room. Say... How about picking out one seed of each? <laughs> one seed of each? Yes, yes. Uh, what would you suggest? You wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> Wait here, I'll go back and pick them up. Well, sir, Mr. Granby took his window box home and went to work planting his midget garden. About two months later... Say, Mom, it's getting late. Aren't you going to cook dinner tonight? No, dear, your father's cooking it. Dad? Oh, I hope we survive. No! <laughs> I hope he survives. That's about the fifth time he's burned himself. What's the occasion? It's harvest time. 
Your father picked all the vegetables in his window box today, and he insisted on cooking them himself. Oh, no! Come and get it! Uh, we're coming, dear. Come along, Dennis. All right. Well, it's all finished. Now, sit down, sit down, sit down. Thank you, dear. Uh, would you like me to serve? Uh, no, no, I'll do it in a moment. But first, I want to point something out. These two casseroles contain the results of my first vegetable crop. The total cost was approximately four cents a pound, which is ten cents cheaper than they can be bought in any market. I hope I've proved my point. Well, you certainly have, dear. Good for you, Dad. Thank you, thank you. Now, Martha, if you'll pass your plates, I'll begin serving. Oh, here they are, John. Uh, there's Janice's. Thank you. Uh, yours, dear. Thank you. Now, mine. There. I hope you two feel as good about this as I do, because it kind of makes us all members of the farming fraternity. This is the kind of meal that millions of farm families sit down to every night. I can't believe it. You, you can't believe what? That so many people can live on two peas and a string bean. <laughs> Well, with the harvest over, Mr. Granby settled down to the normal routine of his business at the bank. Hello, dear. Oh, John, where have you been all day? I called the bank and they said you were out. Well, I told you last night I had to go up to Doveville on business. Saw Mr. Parker about making a collection on his note. I went out to his farm. Oh, did everything work out for you? Oh, of course, of course. Although that Parker was a pretty shrewd article. When I got to his place and told him I was from the bank, he wouldn't let me in. Turned his police dog loose on me. <laughs> oh, my. But I wasn't going to let any mutt frighten me off. I looked him right in the eye and walked past him. I showed him who was the master. Yes. Well, dear, sit down. You must be tired. Uh, no, it hurts less if I stand. <laughs> I finally got Parker to let me in the house. I didn't waste any time. Parker, I said to him, you owe the City National Bank some money, and unless you pay, we're going to take over your farm. He finally saw the light. And he paid you the money. No, I bought the farm. <laughs> You are listening to Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon. Now, here is part two. Well, Mr. Granby finally did it. He quit his job at the bank and bought a farm near our town of Doveville. That was about one of the biggest news stories I printed in the Clarion in a long while. About a month later, he and his family set out for the new house. Ah, oh, what a day. What a day. Well, Martha, we'll soon be there. Stop that crying. You've been doing it ever since we left. Oh, now, Dad, don't nag Mom. She feels terrible. After all, she's just left a home she's lived in for 20 years. She's left her friends, everything. Well, so have I, and I'm not crying. I'm happy. See, Martha, I'm laughing. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sake. Oh, Dad, how could you do a thing like this? How could I do a thing like this? You and your mother talked me into it. Prices are too high, you said. On a farm, we'd get free butter and vegetables, you said. <laughs> Dad, we didn't mean you had to run right out and buy a farm. Why, you never even let Mother or me see it. Well, I wanted it to be a surprise. Oh, some surprise. How do we know what kind of a place you bought? Why, why, it might even be like this one we're coming through down the road. Look at that old broken-down house. 
It's overrun with weeds. The barn is sagging. It needs paint. And look at that... Oh. Oh. Dad? Why are you stopping here? Is there something wrong with the car? No, Janice. Dad! You mean... Welcome home! <laughs> now, just let me unlock the front door. Have a minute here, then. There. Well, Martha, shall I carry you over the threshold? Uh, that's funny. She did the same thing on our honeymoon. Look, look, Martha. Cheer up. It's going to be all right. Now, come on. Let's have a smile. That's it. Now, let me get my handkerchief and wipe away those tears. There we are. Now blow. <laughs> Martha! Oh, 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 that was just the bus going down the road. Such <laughs> a little boy giving up your job, putting most of our savings into this place. I guess it'll work out. Why, of course it will. Now, come on, let me show you around. Uh, now, I go through here. Now, 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 this is the kitchen. Oh, my, it's large. Sure, sure. So wait till our furniture gets here. Won't it look swell with the refrigerator over there, the electric stove over there, the dishwasher there? Uh, and we'll Dad, hmm? do yeah? you mind if I ask you a question? Why, of course not. Go right ahead. Where are the electrical outlets? The electrical outlets? Why, they're, um... Well, they should be... Well, they're usually... Uh, uh, <laughs> there aren't any outlets. And I don't see any lights, either. No electricity? We're preposterous. How did Mr. Parker shave? Uh, Dad, this may come as a surprise to you. But there are a lot of homes in this country that don't have electricity. Well, what about Hoover Dam? And vice versa. <laughs> Dear, there doesn't seem to be any gas either. How am I going to do the cooking? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. Oh, so there are no electrical outlets, eh? Watch this hole down here near the baseboard. Just let me put my hand in there and we... Dad! Dad, what happened? Did you get a shot? No, no, a mouse bit me. A mouse? Oh! Oh, Dad! Mother fainted! Get some water! Okay, okay, there's a pump outside. I'll get some, I'll get some. Oh, water, water, water. Oh, here's the pump, here's the pump. What's the matter with this darn thing? Hello? Hello? Need some help? No. Appears to me like you do. Will you please leave me alone? My wife has fainted. I need some water. You ain't gonna get any from that pump. Why not? She needs priming. Well, what do I prime it with? Water. <laughs> How can I prime it with water if I haven't got any water? Get some. <laughs> Where? There's a pump three miles down the road. Uh, oh, well, I'll get in my car and drive right down there. It ain't worth it. Why not? That pump needs priming, too. <laughs> Well, where can I get the water to prime that pump to get the water to prime this pump? Six mile down the road. Are you sure that pump doesn't need priming, too? Yeah. 
What makes you so positive? It's a well. <laughs> look, look, this is an emergency. I've got to get some water for my... I'll back. get it for you. Yeah, oh, 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 well, that's very neighborly of you, Mr... Name's Eb. Eb, yeah. Used to work on this place for old man Parker. You need a hard hand? Uh, no, I don't, no. Okay, I'll get the water anyway. Well, thanks. I'll, I'll appreciate... Dad, Dad, Mother's come too. Oh, thank goodness. I'd better go in and see her. Well, I don't think I would just now. Give her a little while to cool off. But, Janet... Now, look, I... if you want to do something, why don't you see if you can find us some sort of a stove to cook on? All right. All right, dear, yes. Stove. Stove. Now, where can I get a stove? Here's your water. Oh, oh thanks very much. I, I... Wait a second. I thought you said the well was six miles down the road. It is. Then how did you get the water so quickly? I had it in my car. In your car? Why didn't you say so? You didn't ask me. Oh! Well, I guess I'll be going. You sure you don't need no hard man? I'm positive. I'm perfectly able. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't you say you used to work for old man Parker? Yeah. Say, what did he use to cook with? A stove. <laughs> I assumed that, but what kind? Wood burner. Well, do you know where I could get one? I think Parker left his old one down behind the barn. He did? Great, great. Say, would you give me a hand getting it into the house? You still don't want to hire me? No. For a man who ain't hired, I sure am doing a lot of work. <laughs> And so Mr. Granby settled down into the routine of farm life. And one morning, weeks later... John. John, wake up. What? What's the matter? What's the matter? The rooster is crowing. Well, turn it off. John, will you please get up? It's 4.30. 4.30? Oh, What's the matter with you, Martha? I don't have to get to the bank till 9. You don't work in a bank anymore. You own a farm, remember? Now get up. No, no, no. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I could have slept if it hadn't been for that darn rooster. Shut up! <laughs> Yeah, I never seem to get enough. John, what's the matter? My pants are cold. <laughs> Will you please get a move on? Eb is waiting for you to help him with the milking. Oh, that Eb is some hired man. I hired him to help me, and I end up helping him. John, will you please hurry? I am, I am. Let me wash up. Well, there's water in the pitcher. Just pour it into the bowl. Okay. Oh, Don. What's the matter? Can't you find the washcloth? I've got the washcloth, but where's the ice pick? John, will you please? I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Uh, morning, Mr. Granby. Good morning. Sleep well? What I did of it, yes. <laughs> Come on, Eb, let's get going. Rag mop. Eb, you have to be so cheerful. Well, I feel good. It's going to be a beautiful day. How can you tell? The moon is still out. <laughs> oh, here's the barn. Your boss is waiting for us. You want to try milking her this morning, Mr. Granby? Oh, of course. Of course. How am I going to learn if I don't try? Let me see. Put my hands here. <laughs> A little further forward. 
I pull down like this. <laughs> She's empty. <laughs> She ain't empty. You ain't doing it right. Here, let me show you. So, 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 bossy. So. All right, now watch me. When you pull down, you move your fingers like this. <laughs> See? Show off. <laughs> Now you try. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think she likes me. Of course she does. Now just keep at it. All right, all right. <laughs> gently, gently, you ain't pulling taffy. <laughs> Being as gentle as I can. Try again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'm getting the hang of it. You get it, Em? I'm milking the cow and I said I'm getting the hang of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep milking. Four gallons again today. Oh, that's fine, dear. Yeah. Uh, put it down over there, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, this is what you wanted, Martha. Milk to make your own butter. Free. Say, I'm, I'm hungry. Is there anything in the icebox? Yes. 200 pounds of butter. <laughs> what? What? Dad, can sell this milk somewhere? Well, I've tried to, but the dairy won't buy milk from you unless you have a special kind of cow barn. And that costs $8,000. Oh, dear. Uh, Dad, Mother and I have been talking, and we think you should put this place up for sale. You're not serious. Well, Dad, you're just not cut out to be a farmer. But I haven't had a real chance to try it. I, I haven't even planted a crop yet. Dad, look, I've been talking to Ebb. He says the land on this farm has been overworked. The soil needs care. It'll take too much time and money. Oh, what does Ebb know about farming? <laughs> well, he's lived on one all his life. <laughs> yeah? Well, I've got booklets from the Department of Agriculture. <laughs> now, now, look, look. I'll make you a sporting proposition. You say nothing can grow on this farm. Well, I'll bet you that I can plant a crop and harvest it. If that fails, I'm willing to admit that I was wrong and sell it. Oh, Dad, you're just... Now, a... now wait, wait a moment, Janice. I'll take that bet, John. But, Mother... Janice, it's what your father wants. But, Mom, you... Janice, I'm surprised at you. Has your father ever let us down? Well, no, of but... he hasn't. And I don't think he will now. All his life, he's had his heart set on owning a farm. If the worst comes to the worst, we can always go back to the city and you can get a job. But first, I think we should give him a few months to make good. And so Mr. Granby went to work to prove to his wife and daughter that he could make a go of the farm. Morning, noon, and night, he worked in the fields, hoeing, milking, shoveling, pumping, raking, and inside of a month, single-handed, he got the following result. It's a badly sprained back, Mrs. Granby. You'll have to stay in bed for six weeks. <laughs> 
Oh, Mr. Granby. He stayed flat on his back for almost two months. Eb tended to things for him, and then came the day he could get up and look at his crop. Martha, would you please get me my shoes? I left them downstairs. All right, dear. Oh, boy, this is the day. Just wait till you see that field I planted. I'll show you if I'm a farmer or not. Yes, dear. Well, get my shoes! All right! How's Dad? He's yelling again, so he must be better. He wants to go down and see the field he planted. Mom, does he know? No. I couldn't bear to tell him while he was in bed suffering that way. Nothing grew. Not even a weed. <laughs> Eb said he did his best, but... Oh, Janice, I, I just don't know what this disappointment will do to your father. Well, Mom, if something did grow in that field, you know what it would mean. We'd be stuck here on this farm. Well, yes, but I wouldn't mind, just as long as your father was happy. Somehow I've got a lot of confidence in him. I think he can make a go of this farm. Mom, listen. Can you stall him for a half hour? Well, I think so, dear, but why? I've got to get to that vegetable store in town. Stall him as long as you can. Martha, Martha, can't you walk any faster? Oh, yes, dear, but I'm worried about your bag. Well, never mind my bag. If I didn't know you better, I'd think you were trying to stall. Why, John, why should I do that? I don't know. Where's Janice? Uh, well, I think she went down to the field to meet us. She, oh, yes, there she is. Janice! Hello. Uh, Dad, I came down Janice, here to... Janice, will you get out of my way? I can't... Martha, look! There are things growing! Growing things, they're growing, growing, growing things, they are, they're growing. Yes, dear. And you two said that this land wasn't any good, but I told you I'd make things grow, I told you. Oh, you sure did, Yes, yeah, just, just look at that field. Little green things sticking their heads above the ground. I, I, I've got to pick one. Oh, John, be careful of your back. Look, look, Martha, a carrot. It's amazing. Simply Amazing. Is it amazing? You planted a seed, covered it with dirt, watered it, and pretty soon, what do you get? A carrot. Well, that's what's so amazing about it. This is where I planted have just heard the first episode of Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon. Granby's Green Acres was written and directed by Jay Summers. Music was composed and conducted by Opie Cakes. This is Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting Team. Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon as John Granby. Oh, John Granby had a farm. With B. Benadaret as Martha Granby. And on that farm he had a wife. Louise Erickson is Janice. With a daughter here. Harley Bear is Eb. And a hired hand there. Oh, John Granby had a farm. Now, Mr. Granby plants a crop. You know, the funny thing about people. Farm people work hard so they can save enough money to move to the city. City people work hard so they can make enough to move to a farm. 
And between the two, who do you think makes out best? The moving companies. <laughs> now, you take my boss, John Granby. He was a city fella. Bought this farm here in Doveville. Don't know the first thing about farming. Gets excited at the least little thing. Martha! Martha, where are you? Oh, I, I'm out in the kitchen, John. Well, come here, quick, quick. John, what's the matter? Did you hurt Martha, you? look. What is it? A potato. <laughs> oh, well, th th that's nice, dear. Nice? Martha, do you realize that this is the first potato? Oh, John, I'm sure that there must have been potatoes before this. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the first one from our farm. You know, Martha, I feel the same way about this potato as I did when Janice was born. <laughs> oh, that's silly. Janice had more hair. <laughs> Martha, Martha, you just don't understand what this potato means to me. It's the first step to security. That's why I bought this farm, to have security. Well, you had security when you were working in the bank. John, maybe you made a mistake in giving up your job. Oh, but I had to. I couldn't have gone on working as a bank cashier for one more day. I had to get out while the getting was good. John, they weren't going to examine the books, were they? <laughs> it was nothing like that. You know I've always wanted to buy a farm, and when I make up my mind to do something, I don't change it. But, John, maybe you're not cut out to be a farmer. Doing things like plowing or, or, or breeding hogs. Or... And why couldn't I breed hogs? Remember that time you bought Janice those two rabbits for Easter and you were going to breed them? Well, what about it? That wasn't very successful, was it? Well, it wasn't my fault. They turned out to be brothers. <laughs> no, Martha, I, I must say, say that, that we... anything wrong? I heard you rush into the house yelling for Mother. Oh, there's nothing wrong, Janice. I was out in the field, and I found a potato. Oh? Well, what were you looking for? <laughs> I wasn't looking for anything. I just happened to find it. Then I guess you can keep it for your honesty. <laughs> Janice, your father's very proud of that potato. It's the first thing that's grown on the farm. I don't know why he's so proud. He didn't plant the potatoes. There were ten acres of them here when we bought the farm from Mr. Parker. The only thing Dad can take credit for is the other 130 acres with nothing growing on them. Janice, I'm going to grow things on them. What? Potatoes. We're going to have 140 acres of potatoes. Goodness, all that starch. <laughs> Potatoes are a good crop to raise? Why, certainly. Parker told me that when I bought the farm from him, and he's a pretty smart man. Besides, I didn't rely on his word alone. I wrote to Washington and asked them to mail me some pamphlets on the subject. Oh, John, you shouldn't have done that. Why not? What these days, President Truman has so many other things to do. <laughs> yes, yes. Look, I've made up my mind to plant potatoes, and I'm going to plant them. And when I make up my mind to do something, I don't change it. Well, John, do you really think potatoes are a good money crop? Martha, there's one thing you've got to learn. You can't just think of farming in terms of dollars and cents. The love of the soil is important, too. Now, you take Mr. Calvin down the road. He's been a farmer for 50 years. He's gotten up every morning of his life at 4 o'clock, worked his land in good weather and bad. And why? For the money he could get out of it? No. He loves the soil. Oh, uh, by the way, Dad, uh, Mr. Calvin was here to see you this afternoon, but you were down in the barn. Oh, what did he want? He wanted to show you his new Cadillac. Uh. Cadillac? Imagine buying an expensive car like that. Well, is there really that much money in potatoes? Well, of course. Why, Dad, a... Mr. Calvin is a wheat farmer. <laughs> oh, so he's a wheat farmer. John, does anybody else around here grow potatoes? Well, They uh... all grow wheat and corn. Then why are you going to plant potatoes? Well, because I... Uh, well, Martha, I told you, when I make up my mind, I don't change it. But, John, these other men have been farming around here for years. If they grow wheat and corn, there must be a reason. There is. They've never done any research on the market prices the way I have. They're too busy. Yes, driving to the bank in their Cadillacs to deposit money. Yes. <laughs> well, they'd have even more money to deposit if they knew what I know. Potatoes are stable. Wheat and corn are speculative. I'll show it to you in black and white. It'll be in the morning paper here. Oh. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Commodity prices. Trading on the Chicago grain market was very active today. Wheat and corn showed a strong upward trend. Well, what else does it say? 
Cadillac stock went up four points. John, you better hurry up and finish your breakfast. Yes, it's almost daylight. Oh, I've got some day ahead of me. I've got to do the milking, plow up all the potatoes and plant the wheat. Yes, you have it. Plow up what potatoes and plant what wheat? Well, after sleeping on it and thinking it over, I've decided that wheat is the only crop to plant. Oh, but dear, last night you were so convinced about planting potatoes. Why, you even said that Mr. Parker told you that potatoes were the best crop, and you said Mr. Parker was a smart man. Well, maybe I did, but what did Parker ever do that showed he was so smart? He sold you this farm. <laughs> oh, I... Mr. Oh, there's Abe. I'm going out and do the milking. Oh, good morning, Eb. Morning, Mr. Granby. Well, come on, Eb. We've got a big day ahead of us. Let's get over to the barn. Right with you. My foolish heart. Eb, Eb, open the barn door. <laughs> Good morning, Bossy. As soon as we finish the milking, Eb, we'll get to work. You want some help with Bossy? Uh, no, no thanks. I've been milking this cow for three months, and I think I can manage. Whoa, whoa, whoa Bossy. Whoa, whoa. Now, let's see. Uh, where do I start milking? The best place is somewhere between the tail and the head. <laughs> Very funny. Let's see. Oh, yes. Yes, here it is. Now. She isn't contented. Mind if I make a suggestion? What? Use both hands. I am using both hands. Yeah, but not on one faucet. Oh, all right, all right. Looks like you're holding on to a baseball bat. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'll get started. <laughs> well! <laughs> now I'm hitting on all eight. Four. <laughs> Don't be so technical. Hey, but haven't you got anything else to do besides standing there and criticizing me? Well, I... I guess I could go and weed the potatoes. Uh, that won't be necessary anymore. Why? The weed's going to stop growing? Of course not. <coughs> you don't have to weed the potatoes because we're going to plow them under. Oh. The government paying you to do it? Nope. Then you ain't learned much about farming. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Ab. Where are you going to plant? 140 acres of wheat. Corn's better. I said wheat. My mind is made up. When I make up my mind... Okay, okay. I'll be right with you, boss, eh? <laughs> You're welcome. Ed, how long will it take us to plow up those potatoes? Three weeks. Three weeks? Why? We ain't got a tractor. Well, where can we get a tractor around here? All right, all right, Bossy. There. Say, <laughs> you might pick up a tractor cheap at the Henderson place. They're auctioning off his farm today. Well, let's go over there right after I'm finished milking. We'll do that. Okay, Bossy, okay. Then after we get the track, Reb, you can start plowing while I go into town and pick up the wheat seed. Bossy, will you stop nagging? I wish she'd learn how to do that by herself. Yeah, how do you do? How do you do? I wonder if you could help me. I'm looking for Kimball's feed store. Oh, this is it. Yeah, yeah, this is it. It's a little hard to find the first time because my sign blew down. That was in 1902. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm very interested. <laughs> that was the year we had the big blow around here in Doveville. Never forget that. Oh, I had the sign hang on the post, the front porch of the store, and then along came this tremendous wind. Oh, I remember looking out the window, 
and seeing Miriam Harkness crossing the street and trying to hold on to her skirt. I never did see the sign go. Well, that's all very interesting. I found the sign the next morning, though, and I nailed it back up. Oh, it looked kind of silly there, hanging there on the post with the rest of the building lying on the ground. Well, that's the job. Yes, here's quite a blow. Never see a pair of purple garters without thinking of Miriam Hartman. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm in somewhat of a hurry. I want to buy some wheat seeds. <laughs> Certainly. Oh, oh, see, you're the city father. Bought the old Parker place, ain't you? Uh, that's right. My name's John Granby. Glad to know you. I'm Will Kimballs. You're John Granby. Uh, yeah. yeah. John Granby, John Granby, John Granby. I kind of like to repeat a name several times to get it kind of fixed in my mind. I've been in business for 40 years, and I've never forgotten a name. John Granby. John Granby. Ah, there it is now. Now, I'll never forget that your name is, uh... Your name is, uh... Mr. Kimball. Oh, yes, Mr. Kimball, yes. <laughs> now, uh, what did you want? Some wheat seed, and my name is not Kimball. Oh, I know that. Kimball is my name. <laughs> it's on the sign from the store. Oh, no, 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 no. That blew down during the big wind of 19... 19- <laughs> Told me that story. Look, Mr. Kimball, I'd like to buy wheat seed so I can get it planted this afternoon. How much you figure you'll need? Well, I'm going to plow up my potatoes and plant my entire farm with wheat, so I'll need enough for uh, 140 acres. Yeah, then you'll need about 40 tons. <clears throat> 40 tons. 40 tons? Can you break that down into 10-cent packages? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, No, I... no, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll take a couple of bushels of seed with me now, and you can deliver the rest. Well, that's okay. It's quite a project you're undertaking uh, now. Yes, yes, but I think I can handle it. I bought a tractor today at Tom Henderson's auction. Oh, say, that was too bad about Tom Henderson losing his farm. You know, it's a terrible thing when a man has to sell all his belongings to pay his creditors. Oh, it certainly is. By the way, how did Henderson go broke? Well, it seems to me I heard that he planted the wrong crop. Oh, is that so? What did he plant? Wheat. <laughs> Wheat? Yes, yes, sweet. Now I'll go and get your seed. Uh, what kind? What is it you said you wanted? Uh, corn. Ah, oh, it's going to be a good year for corn. Oh, you really think so? Oh, yes, I sold a lot of corn. Everybody around here is planting corn. Yeah, it's going to be an awful lot of corn. Oh, well, now, won't that bring the price down? Oh, probably. Well, I'll get your seed for you in a minute, mister. Uh, mister, well, I'll have the seed for you in just a minute. Oh, thanks, thanks. Everybody's planting corn. Well, that means the market will be flooded with it. But if I were growing wheat... Here's your corn then, seed. Um, I, I'd rather have wheat. Wheat? But didn't you say... Look, look, you... I came in here to buy wheat, and that's what I'm going to buy. Well, whatever you say, but uh, I'll take this back and get you wheat, Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah, all right, all right. I... That's a good thing I'm not Mr. a Mr. Granby! Yeah, what is it? I just wanted to see why I never forget a name. <laughs> Good. Yes, sir, I'll plant wheat. It's a good thing I'm not the kind of man who gets panicky and is easily swayed. Let them all grow corn. But when there's a shortage of wheat, who'll have it? Me. Uh, here's your wheat. Oh, yeah. those bags here are heavy. Hmm. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, well, I hope you have better luck than uh, Tom Henderson. Oh, I never could understand him. He was a farmer for 30 years, and when everybody was growing corn... He thought he'd be smart and plant wheat. Uh, did you say he was a farmer for 30 years? Yeah. Uh, say, do you want me to help you out to your car with this wheat seed? No, thanks. No, thanks. Uh, I can manage it. Goodbye. So long. Uh, Mr. Kimball? Yes? Would you mind changing this wheat for corn? <laughs> to Granby's Green Acres in a moment. There are a lot of laughs around these Monday nights when Joan Davis comes to CBS to play her role of a madcap, dizzy department store clerk. Yes, Joan Davis is back on CBS with her comedy show, Leave It to Joan. So go shopping with her tonight on most of these same CBS stations, won't you? And now back to Granby's Green Acres. about John Granby. When he makes up his mind, nothing can change it. 
When he made up his mind to leave his job at the bank, he left it. When he made up his mind to buy a farm, he bought it. And when he made up his mind to plant potatoes, did he plant wheat? No, sir, he planted corn. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. John, John, hold still. How can I rub your back with this liniment? Oh, be, be careful. I must have stooped over 10,000 times today planting those corn seeds in those furrows. <laughs> we'll harrow them the first thing in the morning before the birds get to them. <laughs> well, d- d- does it feel any better if I rub it here? Uh, uh, a little higher. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, that's... that's... <laughs> What's the matter? That was too high. Dad, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, yes. yes. Pour some hot water in this basin so I can soak my feet. Sure. Uh, oh. oh, that feels wonderful. Is there anything else you want me to do for you? Yes. Take off my shoes. John, you shouldn't have tried to plant all the corn in one day. Well, it had to be done today because, Martha, your hands are cold. I'm sorry. Oh, what a day Eben I had. Oh, that poor old man. John, you shouldn't have worked him so hard. He's at least 20 years older than you. Oh, we were so busy it never occurred to me. wonder how he is. Janice, why don't you run over to Eb's room and see? He's not home. Oh, where is he? He went to a square dance. <laughs> <laughs> a square dance? Why, that old fool ought to... Higher, higher, Martha. She's massaging your head now. Lower, Martha. Uh, oh, this will all be worth it. When I harvest the corn, I'll be sitting pretty. Higher or lower? Dad, yesterday you were just as sure about planting wheat. What made you change your mind? I didn't change my mind. I just made a different decision. Take my word for it, corn is the crop. Oh, well, dear, don't you think it's time we went to bed? Uh, in a minute, I want to get the weather report. Janice, will you turn on the radio? All right, Dad. But I hope the battery holds up. Program for this evening. This is Columbia Station for Jonathan County. Now, here's tomorrow's weather forecast. Clear and warmer. Lowest temperature around 51. Well, that's great weather for corn. And now, a last-minute roundup of closing commodity prices on the Chicago Grain Exchange. Ah, this is what I'm interested in. Wheat hit a new high for the year, while corn showed a strong downward trend. Shut it off. How do you like that? I wanted to plant wheat. Why did you plant corn? You shouldn't have changed your mind. Janice, you know that when I make up my mind, I never change it. Do I? Well, do I? Please, let's not have these awkward pauses. <laughs> oh, hello there. It's good to see you again, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Uh, once and for all, the name is Granby. Oh, I remember. Never forget a name. You know, I do it by association. What was I talking to you about the first time you came in here? The big wind you had in 1902. Exactly. Now, whenever I want to remember you, I think of the big wind. <laughs> Mr. Kimball, I came in on business. But of course, what can I do for you, Mr. Wind? They were... <laughs> I didn't forget that time. <laughs> no, no. Mr. Kimball, I'd like to exchange the corn seed I bought from you yesterday. You didn't plant them? Oh, yes, I did. These were left over? Uh, no. Oh, did you find some in the barn? No. Then where'd you get these? I dug them up. <laughs> I, I'd like to exchange them for wheat seed. Oh, then you've changed your mind. I never changed my mind. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Remember when... Wind? I thought your name was Granby. Forget it, forget it. What about exchanging the corn seed? Yes, but they're second hand. I really have very little call for you, seed. Well, maybe you could allow me something on them. Well, Mr. Mr. Well, you're new here. These things do happen. Well, I'll exchange them for you this time. Oh. Let me pour this corn back in the bin, then I'll get the wheat seed for you. Mm-hmm. You'll, uh, you'll notice, Mr. Kimball, that that seed looks just like new. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, didn't my wife do a good job of washing it? Oh. <laughs> Did you say your wife washed the seed? Yes. Is there anything wrong? No, but next time... Yes? 
tell her not to use so much starch. <laughs> Martha, be careful. Well, I'm rubbing your back as carefully as I can. Oh, what a time we've had. Picking up every one of those corn seeds and then planting wheat. Oh, you poor dear. You and Eb have worked awfully hard. Yes, I'll bet he didn't go to any square dance tonight. No. He's in a Charleston contest. <laughs> Charleston? Ooh, ooh, that's, that's enough, Martha. All right. My back's beginning to feel better. It doesn't hurt me anymore. You won't have any trouble sleeping tonight. No, in fact, I'll probably sleep until it's time to harvest the wheat. <laughs> Dad, I hate to bring this up, but doesn't wheat have to be weeded and cultivated? Well, let that Fred Astaire I've got for a hired hand do it. Uh, 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 turn on the radio. I want to hear the market reports. Program for this evening. This is Columbia Station for Jonathan County. Now, here's today's farm news. On the Chicago Grain Exchange today, corn rebounded upward from yesterday's low, while wheat dropped sharply. Oh. Uh... John. John, you look so pale. Speak to me. Rub my back. But, John, you said it didn't hurt anymore. I know what's coming. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Kimball. Oh, hello there, Mr. Uh, Mr. The name uh, is... No, tell me the... I never forget a name. <laughs> uh, Mr. Oh, skip it. Oh, yes, Mr. Skip it. <laughs> Say, haven't we been having wonderful weather? Oh, the sky's been so clear. Has it? I haven't looked up in days. Where shall I put this sack? The sack? What's in it? Freshly laundered wheat seed. <laughs> You mean you pulled out the wheat? What kind of a fool do you think I am? Do you think I'd make the same stupid mistake twice? I only pulled up half. Half? Yes, I finally got this thing figured out. I'm going to plant half my acreage in wheat and half in corn. Then no matter what happens to the market, I'll be covered. Oh, and now you want to exchange half of the wheat seed for corn? That's right. Well, all right, I got some corn seed right here in the bin. Oh, are you sure they're good? Well, they're the ones you brought back yesterday. I don't want any second-hand seeds. But I... Look, Mr. Kimball, do you want my business? Don't forget I'm going to be farming around here for a long time. Well, sure, yes. Mr. Gramby. Well? Would you mind paying cash? Well, now that I've got half the farm planted in wheat and half in corn, I'm through. You're not going to change your mind? I never change my mind. Just see. Well, I'm glad you finally settled your problem. Poor Eb, I'm afraid he wouldn't be able to take much more of this. I bet he didn't go dancing tonight. No. He went to the wrestling matches. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's being sensible and resting. He's not resting. He's wrestling. <laughs> well, just forget, Eb. Janice, uh, uh, turn on the radio. Are you sure you want me to? Why not? Tonight I haven't got a thing to worry about. I don't care what's up, corn or wheat. All right. And hogs remained about the same. And on the Chicago Grain Exchange today, <laughs> corn was down. So what? Wheat was down. Uh, what? Soybeans up. <laughs> My shoulder. But, John, yesterday it was your back. Well, you use different muscles planting soybeans. <laughs> How's Eb tonight? He went out again. He did? Oh, my goodness. Where'd he go? Square dancing? No. Charleston? No. Wrestling? No. Then where did he go? To a chiropractor. Ah, <laughs> uh, I knew the old fool was overdoing it. You two thought I couldn't take it. At least I didn't have to go to any chiropractor. The chiropractor's his cousin. He's playing tennis with him. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 my shoulder. I uh, don't suppose you want to listen to the market reports tonight, do you, John? Why, of course I do. Turn on the radio, Janice. Okay. I don't care what's up tonight. Corn, wheat, or soybeans. I've got them all. We're about the same. And on the Chicago Grain Exchange today, yeah? corn was down. Who cares? Wheat down. Good old soybeans. Soybeans down. What? Oh, no. What's up? Red warbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, Red Warbus hit a ten-year high today. Oh, my goodness. John, what's the matter? Didn't you hear that? Red Warbus hit a ten-year high. Dad, what in the world are Red Warbus? John Granby of Granby's Green Acres after this brief message. Ladies and gentlemen, the highest standard of living, highest wages, and the shortest hours, all this plus the time-honored guarantee of individual freedom. Where else would you find all these advantages but under our American economic system? It has brought more benefits to more people than any other system ever devised. Now back to Mr. John Granby. Oh, John Granby had a farm. Dad. Oh, yes, Janet? This kerosene lamp is ruining my eyes. When are you going to have electricity put into this place? We don't need electricity. But, John, we've got all those electrical appliances we brought from the city. It would make housework so much easier. Yes, and it would make farm work easier, too, Dad. Why, you could buy an electric milking machine. With a milking machine, there'd be no more to milking a cow than pressing a button. Pressing a button? Is that the way it's done, John? Yes. Well, that's funny. I always thought you had to pull something. (laughs) Good night, Martha. Good night, John. have just heard Granby's Green Acres starring Gail Gordon with B. Benaderet, Louise Erickson, and Harley Bear. Tune in next week when Mr. Granby discovers electricity. Granby's Green Acres was written by Jay Somers and Jack Harvey and was directed by Jay Somers. Music was composed and conducted by Opie Cates. This is Bob Lamont speaking. Now stay tuned for Leave It to Joan, which follows immediately on most of these same CBS stations. This is CBS, where Mystery Theater fascinates you on Tuesday night. The Columbia Broadcasting System. Those were the first two episodes of Granby's Green Acres out of only six created. I hope you enjoyed them. Tune in on Monday for part two of our Granby's Green Acres Marathon for the third and fourth episodes right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!